it, I mean, it says we're live. And then we're going to find out if we are live. We're going to try this again. We are trying this again. Today, we're going to bring some real content, though, because we think it's working. I got StreamYard as the uh, app here. Uh, and I got Adam Brown. I said, you know, I think on this live stuff, it'd be really cool if I get on there and kind of have the table turned and people can ask questions, right? Maybe next week I'll come on there by myself and just, if somebody wants to ask questions, it could be about I want, it could be about past stuff, maybe their business, like things that even you, you would do, you'd have some real gems. And, you know, we're always honest about it. We go, hey, we'll, we'll offer some advice. I don't know if it's going to be great advice, right? It's just our two pennies that we rub together. Yeah. This one, table turn to start it off. Adam asked me some stuff. Maybe there's going to be some Q&A that comes in the comments. I think I hope this comment thing will work too. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, start firing away. We'll just start rapping. Um, yeah, so uh... – I have some some things I've been noodling on for my podcast, so I'm going to ask them to you, and, and we'll see how they go. I think you make for good fodder. And I will say one thing, Mark. I've been really hot on this lately. I talked about this with Alex from Genius Juice the other day. I really believe that sales, experience in sales, is one of the best and most important attributes to being successful as a leader and an entrepreneur. And I know a lot of engineers, I know a lot of other people that did not do sales that are, are leading companies right now. But it, when you've been a salesman like you and I have been, like real hardcore salesman, it just, you have no shame, you're willing to do whatever you wanna do, you get in there and talk about anything because you have to just be like quick on your feet. And I think it's an important attribute. So anyone listening, if you're young, bank some sales time, retail let, sales, phone sales, any sales. Let me, let me give you that little, my take on that. And I've said this, I think I said this a couple episodes ago where I kind of went into a little rant. As an entrepreneur, you're always selling. You are always selling. This is how I said it before too. You are selling if you're raising capital, which by the way, I, I want to start talking about that more too. I, I'm just, that's a whole topic in itself about like whether you should raise capital, what it's like. I had businesses up until 10 years ago. I never had any business that I had started that raised capital. It was all, it was all my own, right? Uh, or the co-founder, I, which I loved. I'm going to get into this on a whole other thing, by the way. This is like second life stuff. You're always selling. You are raising capital. You're trying to get into a retailer. You're onboarding a, a, a team member. Uh, you are uh, trying to get better pricing on your foil, on your cartons, uh, with your co-packer. You're always selling. And if you aren't good at it, right, then think about what that means for all those things that I just, just named, right? Totally. That, that's just my take on it. And I, I, I second what you just said. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's uh, to your point of always selling. It's like uh, to be an athlete, if you're playing soccer, you're like always running. So if you like can't run, if you're out of breath, if you dread getting on the field, like you're not going to be good at soccer, right? It's the same thing with this. It's like a, just a simple analogy. Like if you can't express and articulate what you want the other person to think, and more importantly, even if you can, if you hate doing it, you're in a lot of trouble. So I really just think it's something that everyone should bank some time in and, you know, get some reps, negotiate, 
talk to people, learn what makes people tick. I majored in sociology. It was the smartest thing I ever did. And I didn't know it at the time, but it really helped me understand how people think. So let me get into some questions for you. Um, so as an outsider looking in, what is one industry, non-CPG, that you think you could go tomorrow and dominate in? Oh, that's a good one. Um, and go to mark tomorrow and dominate it. I, it would definitely be right there on the sales side of things. Um, I think that there are opportunities and that's only in multiple verticals. But I only see that now because of all of the inbound prospecting that's happening to, to, to me. Right. Um, and you do, too. I mean, again, as as somebody who's heading up a, a media agency, you get inbound inbound, you know, sales calls right now. It's messaging and the like. I say this too to try to give some some love back to all the salespeople out there. There are not a lot of great salespeople out there. the The messaging isn't on, or it's just it's just lackadaisical. Um, the pitch isn't strong. It's not directive. There's 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 no hook to it. So I I would say that it could it, it's a great question, but it's wide. I think that there's a lot of service related companies that I could dive into the ones that are really good to have a great product because that's always important that I think that I could be super successful with. And again, I, I mean, I guess I, it would, would I be maybe having to work for somebody at that point? Again, I've never done that. Um, but there's a lot of great products out there or services that I think need just really strong sales to just start pulling in, pulling in deals. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, like, you can sell anything. And the business that we came from, I did a thing the other day where I was guesstimating that I probably managed, hired, or worked with 5,000 salespeople over the nine years of our former life. And I think I, I counted five what I would call fifth degree black belts. And I think you were one of them. So it's a compliment to you. Just like loves it, passionate about it, can do it in any setting. If I dropped you on Mars right now and you needed to sell, I feel like you could sell. So that's a big back to you. I wanted back, to get you. back back to you the same. Thanks, people don't know that they're, they're like, oh, why do these guys, Adam and Mark, they constantly are doing some stuff. We it just so happens we found ourselves in, a, in another industry together. But 15 years ago, we were doing something else together. Uh, and boy, it was good times. A little younger, a little fresher, a little more totally. vibrant, I guess. Totally. <laughs> we both had more hair. Yeah, um, that's for sure. When your kids turn 40, how do you want them to finish the sentence? The most important thing dad taught me was. Be a good person. And I know it's cliche. There are, I think the thing that comes top of mind right away is just how you're treating people and not the, and not the people at the top. I'm very transparent with stuff like this. I, I play, can play in the sandbox with everybody. And I enjoy, I actually enjoy the underdog more. Uh, I enjoy, um, you know, making sure that people feel good. And it's often the ones that don't get the most love. You know, it, I don't know if there's this constant theme, you know, that happens just in life. I think that people at the top get the most love. They're followed. There's always, there's banter. I mean, even on social media, look at LinkedIn and the like, right? It's kind of like people gravitate to where, where there's, where there's popularity. I love that underdog story. 
I like the the man or woman who's just gritty and 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 isn't getting the love, but they're doing their thing, or um, you know, a, 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 an an employer or team member that's starting at the at the bottom and, and working their way up. I'm a big fan of that, and I think that um, I think it's how you treat those people show show your true character uh, and how you're treating them when nobody's around, right? And I think that that's, I, I would love that if they, if they can pull that piece, you know, pull that gem out and, and really, um, and really be that. Um, and that would, that would make me the happiest. I love that. Um, so we do, we do have a question on LinkedIn. Um, Antal, A-N-T-A-L, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, says, Mark, do you think it's because salespeople do not invest in themselves enough? Is that why there are not as many good salespeople? That's a good question. Um, I it's probably more the management, right, and the people who are who are leading them. Um, and there's there are great leaders out there. Um, I even follow some of these some of these people on um, on LinkedIn. It's often the person who's leading the organization, the leading the sales group that that isn't putting in enough time. They they often just want to see turns, right? And and they just want that person to just make things happen. But that's not how things work, you know. It, you are there. The, there's various. The small uh, percentage of people have it within them. How you started, they're just cut that way. They could be dropped in any sales organization to start literally firing off sales, right? Because they just get it. It wouldn't matter what they're selling. Doesn't matter the product, the service. They just totally get it. But for the vast majority, they don't, and they need some guidance. So it's. I think it's always. A, I think it always comes from the top. Totally. I'll say one thing in our, in our former life. I, um, for about five years, I trained every sales peers person that came into the office in our New York office. And I would say an example, like, listen, you know, how many of you guys think this is a career or a job? And they'd be like, it's a career, but you know, it was a job. And I would always say to them, you know, how much money do you think you need to be make to be successful? And invariably it would always be a hundred thousand. For some reason that was like the number. Everyone was like, I want to make a hundred grand. So I would say like, all right, let's think about that. How much, how much you need to make a month to make a hundred grand crickets, not any, not one person knew. So I was like, it's 83, 33, right? And then I would break down just how many sales would you need to get based on the comp plan you agreed to, to get there. And it ended up being like, not that much. It was like three or four sales. So it's like one sale a week. And have you thought about your numbers? And have you thought about all these things? We broke it all down. Right. And then I said an example, like what you just said. If you care about it, and I want to ask you a question about fitness next, because I know how much you care about it. But if you cared about your career, whatever it is, as much as you did a hobby that you were passionate about, right? And it was mostly a male group. It was young males. And I would say, what's a hobby you like? And a lot of people would say golf. And I'd be like, okay, so golf. The average golf round takes four and a half, five hours, right? And in a place like New York, you're only playing golf seven, five, six months a year, maybe because of the weather. So you spend all this time, you buy all this equipment, you read the magazine, do all these things. This is something that's never going to make you any money. And if you spent that amount of time learning your job, learning your business, learning your sales, learning whatever it is, sales classes, sales experiments, sales training, if you just did that, you would be in that top 1% and not everyone's willing to do it and not everyone thinks about it holistically. So to that question, yeah, I think a lot of people are in sales that hate it. I think most people hate sales and I think they're like, yeah, well, there's upside. So that's why I do it. Commissions upside. And I control my own destiny, even though I'm working for somebody, but no one backs it up. 
So it's like they have the swing, but no follow through. And I think to answer that question, that's the thing. I think most people are faking it when they say they're in sales. Um, I think you need to be fully immersed in sales to have success with it. So on the fitness front, um, what was your last workout? This morning. Break it down for us. Did a 10 minute warm up and then a 35 minute AMRAP. We call that as many rounds as possible. We did um, incline bench, uh, rows. So in this, it was a T-bar row, uh, core, any core movement, and then TRX, 12 reps of each of those, then onto a incline treadmill for a minute. So my fiance and I, so whoever's on the treadmill, which it broke down for about a minute and a half, it's on an incline, which just keeps your heart rate up. The other's doing the round and then you're, 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 you're off. So and you go for 35 straight. Without knowing your workout, I knew that Mark Samuel's workout would be something like that. And here's what I mean. You understand your, it's important to you. So you understand the benefits of stressing the heart up and down heart rates, recovery and hard. Most people have never even heard of AMRAP unless you've been to like a hot, you know, of some sort of fit, some sort of thing that where they do an AMRAP, um, understanding the benefits of it, understanding working opposite muscles, understanding whatever it is. It's exactly what I'm talking about. When you have that kind of expertise and knowledge, it simplifies everything. And then you'd be successful in whatever that you're doing if you knew that kind of stuff. And that's why your workouts are so much more beneficial because you know what you're going into before you get into it. Yeah. Um, and I would say just quick, Mark, on CPG space, a lot of people, we talked to Gabby the other day, a lot of people stumble into the CPG business and then they realize that everything is hard. They made a product, that's nothing. There's a zillion products. Then they get in, they're like, oh my God, oh my God. But when you get to that higher learning and it comes from time and experience and you've run a bunch of businesses that have been successful, you've had exits, you've had failures, you've learned that sales is the most important thing. The bruises that you have at the age that you're at is hard to get at 22. And you get a lot of upstarts in, in most businesses at 22, 23, 24, when the time is good. And now that we're going into a little bit tougher of a time, it's just harder because you don't have the expertise to know the foundational stuff. And that's why I asked that question. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, as a point to it, you know, and I've talked about it, I've talked about it before. Health and wellness for me is so much bigger than the, just the activity of it. Right. The physical activity. Number one, I've been doing it now, for, you know, disciplined like this for 20 years. But it's a it's a necessity for me because I'm cut a certain way. Very on, you know, transparent about that. I was made up, you know, my, my biology is made up where, you know, a little bit of depression, anxiety, if I don't, if I don't have health and wellness in my life, I'm really turned upside down in not a good way. And there's people out there. And I think that's what people gravitate towards and, and hopefully more would, because I just talk on it and make it okay to talk about. It's not a physical thing. We all like to have a six pack. That stuff, that, that's the cherry on top, right? To get to the beach and, you know, show off a little bit. That's great. But the reality is it's the mental piece and that mental piece and getting that and getting that in place where it should be, especially for someone like myself. And there are millions out there like me is the most important. Um, and it does, it's a life changer. Uh, and it's, and so, you know, for more that, for more people who follow that or, or listen to that type of, of, of thinking and get it going, it's it's hugely important. It goes back to the yes. right, like um, 
Tony Robbins talks about the pleasure, like the pain versus pleasure. Most people working out, eating healthy, studying, whatever it is, it's all pain. It's all pain, pain, pain. And then you hit a tipping point where it becomes pleasure. Once it becomes pleasure, I know you, it kills you if you didn't get a workout in for what you just talked about. You need it. You found a deeper meaning for it. Um, I used to ask those same salespeople, those young 23 year old kids in New York, this, this question, which is relevant right now, would you take super strong, but not that fit looking or super fit looking, but not that strong. Like you couldn't even bench press 135 and they took the fit looking. Yes. That's still, that's still today. I think most people, right. That's right. You ever seen those little, uh, those gifts or the images where there's like six looks of how people, you know, how, how, a, how a guy or gal should look. I mean, I think that's, that'll be forever. That's why, um, you know, we have all these diets out there, which again, that's a whole other topic in itself. Uh, these are some good stuff. I remember Andrew's on here too. Andrew Bukowski, old school fitness. Ben Chapman says, I'm into that. Yeah, that's for sure. Always a mental aspect. So, um, yeah, you know, people want to look at, but they, but they forget what the, what the real result is, which is the mental piece. Cause that takes you so much further, uh, not just in setting the platform, the foundation for the day, but, um, you know, once it becomes your lifestyle, you know, that is again, the foundational piece to take you to a whole other level. And then you do got to work on all the other things, you know, all the toxins and stuff. I talk about alcohol, how it affects some people different than others. But, you know, again, that's a whole other topic that if you really want to dial in and be, you know, be, be at the top of your game, you just got to be clean and, and live a healthy lifestyle. Um, what is a CPG or beverage brand that you really dig personally and why? Great question. I'm like a, I, do they call it like fanboy anymore? I don't even know what that, is that a term these days? Fair. Yeah, I love kind. I love the, I love the founder, the story, the continuity, um, the product, you know, the products again, I mean, there's a few that have, have come out, you know, that I, I'm like, ah, oh, why'd they do that? Or why they use that ingredient? Um, but the, the, the start to where they're at right now and the overall brand in itself, and the, again, I use the word, the continuity that the founder still involved, you see him, right? There's a lot of realness in that, that did when Daniel's saying stuff like you're not even second guessing whether or not that it's genuine, right? That is hard to do for so long. The only way you can do that for so long is if it's real. There's a lot of fluff in this business. I don't, you know, I, again, what we took, I just say it how it is. There's the in and out mentality. I didn't really know about it getting into the business four years ago. There's a lot that I've learned and there's a lot that I'm learning. And the one thing that at least I can hang the hat on for our team and they know it. And that's why, why it's moving is we're really big into the why, right? The WHY. I can hang my hat on that. I could do this for 20 years if I have to, right? I know I can because it has all the makeup of everything I love about what we're doing. 
you know, the, the health and wellness platform, the function of the, of the food, the snacks that we're developing, the stuff that can happen later, meaning we have stuff in the pipeline. And the, the opposite of that is just like this shotgun approach. Like they want to like create a brand and there's a product and it fits in a category and it's, and it's this, and it's because consumers are, are, are coming in droves for it. And I'm going to build it and I'm out of here and I'm going to sell. I get it. And I respect the heck out of it because you have to be respectful of everybody's game. But at the end of it all, right. The ones that are wildly successful are the kinds. And that's why I love that brand. Totally. If you look on LinkedIn, if you're on here, go look at Daniel Levetsky's most recent post or one of his last three talking about taking all the money he had, which is not that much way back when and spending it and almost going to broke and jars of product in his little tiny apartment in New York City and running around. And I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person and it's the real deal. You know what I mean? And I, to your point, like my favorite consumer marketing brand of all time and remains is Nike. And it's funny, like I'll still say Nike and people will be like sweatshops, right? Literally like people I know, I'm like, first of all, I don't even, I don't even know if that's even true anymore. I know that was like a thing years ago, like they use sweatshops, but like, look, these guys, it's like people say about kind, they're like, it's a candy bar. And I'm like, listen to me. First of all, it's not a candy bar. Second of all, when he started, this did not exist. The, 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 the better for you set that we sit in right now was like very crunchy, granola, hippy dippy, whole, whole foods when it was around for like decades was like only weird people shop there, right? So he was trailblazing with no dollars in this better for you set. People were putting him next to Snickers in the beginning. And he blazed this trail. And again, you don't have the fortitude to make it through all that unless it's real and you're committed to it. And you don't have the staying power now to continue to be involved, diversify, um, you know, being a change agent, listening, finding lower sugar alternative products that you can put out there, but still staying true to the course. It's a great selection. I know we've talked about him and the brand before. Um, it's a spot on reference and it's a hater mentality to say, that's just a big bar of sugar and that's a terrible brand. It's like saying sweatshops with Nike. Both of those brands, which is what is the definition of brand, they create emotion. When you hear either one of those names, kind Nike, you see the word, you immediately have an emotion and the emotion is accurate, which is why it's a brand that's here to last. So it's a great choice. I like that's, that. the, that's the valuable asset that you're trying to create in CPG the emotional connection. And there are very few. It's the one, and I talk about it often, it's gonna take us so long. That's why I say, like even I use this as an example because we're small, we're just this little company, right? How long it takes you to be that thing where uh, a customer, right? The mom opens up the cabinet, they see your bag and there's an emotional connection. It could be that, I'm, you know, I'm going to feel good after having these snacks. I'm going to feel good putting it into my kid's lunch. Anything. I, it just puts a smile on my face. Oh, I just saw that guy, Mark, on LinkedIn. Like, it doesn't matter really what it is as long as there's a connection there. Um, shout out Nanda. I didn't even know. This is my best friend. He's on. I didn't even know he has a LinkedIn account. <laughs> if you knew this guy, I, I talk about this I too. I, okay. Yeah. I have the same, same buddies as when we were, you know, five. 
and uh, they're all pretty out there. Um, again, like I said, I didn't even think he had a LinkedIn account. Um, there, those are the those are the brands that do it. And as far as the hater thing, which we should do on a whole topic, <laughs> people knock it off, knock it off. Like, what is the deal today? You know, again, I think it's always been there, but because social media has heightened these people, has provided a platform, it doesn't even matter what the topic is. Some people are living in that space of negativity and just, yeah, right? And I don't like it. I'm, I'm upfront about it. And sometimes I'll call somebody out if I have to. Like, you don't like something or you don't like somebody or whatever it is. It's your problem. I always say it like that. There's someone's like, what do have, you know, what do you think if somebody's doing this? I go, it's very simple. It's not you. It's them, right? Nike, sweatshops, Apple, uh, like it wouldn't matter what you say. There's gonna be just a negative spin that comes out of somebody's mouth that just lives in that environment, right? And the only thing you can do is either ignore it or just not surround yourself with it. But but the big piece is recognize that it's not you, right? It's them. And once you've really allowed that to sit with yourself, it makes things easy to understand and, and sort of bounce things off yourself. Totally. And I think it's um, it goes back full circle to the beginning of this conversation, sales, like We've been around sell ice to the Eskimos guys who think it's like, and even look, I don't, I don't even know. So a lot of these people commenting, I think maybe are people, you know, but it's like lion king of the jungle, go out, kill the antelope, kill murder. And I think what's made me good at sales is two ears, one mouth, listening and empathy. And so it go, when people throw negativity, I have empathy when I'm selling somebody, employees, clients, anyone empathy, I just, there's a reason, and I think most people hate what they do. Most people hate their life in some way, which is sad. And so it's like an easy crutch and almost makes it, it gives you like a quick little high of feeling better than somebody when you can just like pick a hole or, or throw a dart at someone about something stupid. Instead of like contributing to the conversation, you're detracting from the conversation and it's a stupid, stupid thing. And I think LinkedIn's getting a little bit better. You're seeing a lot more positive energy um around it everyone's trying to but i think the nature is that everyone's tries supposed to be like their best self on linkedin in the business sense but you even find it here and i've seen you call people out and not in a, and in a professional way you do it but it's still like come on man like or woman i see you and like what's the purpose of that just it's just silly um yeah. and going back to your brand i remember when you when you told me about this brand like years ago and winning the day concept um and it's so true, right? Like I now have definitely gone, especially from this pandemic, to the pleasure of fitness. Six days a week when I was three or four before, really mindful. I never even knew what macros were, like concentrating on what I'm putting in my body um, and winning the day. And so I look at like, did I sell something? Yes, that was a win. Did I have a great, did I hired a girl today? She's amazing, win. But also at the end of the day, did I? what did I do? And like, if I did not, somehow manifest good in my body, either through what I ate in the kitchen or, or through fitness, I feel terrible. And so I'm all about brands in the CPG space, athletics, fitness, anything that helps you 
have the mentality that you won the day and that you put points on the board for fitness. And that's why if I went into another industry, like I love Peloton because I love where they're going. I love Mirror Lululemon. It's so logical to me where we're all going. Like I'm never going back to a gym, right? I've been in New York sports clubs for 11 years, right? That place is so grimy, first off, prior to this. I'm never going back. And if I can get a mirror in my apartment with a Lululemon preferred integrated partnership and discounts through them or Nike Fitness when I go to a hotel room and check in and my Nike Fitness app comes up on the screen and it already knows and it's like, hey, Adam, and I jump in. Dude, that world is a, is a good one. So it, It's a big one. Going back to that original question, where where could you go if it wasn't that? It, it is in the, in the fitness realm. There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of it will require a lot of capital. Um, the, the stuff that they're bringing in-house, the Pelotons of the world, those are going to be big business. Um, the ones they're throwing on the, uh, it, I'm missing the name right now. They're throwing it on a wall and it will actually have resistance to it. I'm big. I'm a big fan of that um, because that's where we're going. Like I told you, you know, luckily I've been investing in the garage gym for, you know, five years now. So I've got it all in there and, and I also won't be going back to a gym, at least, at least not that I can see. Right. I always enjoyed seeing people. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I love working out at the house and, um, yeah, I think that there's some big, big opportunity, uh, in the health and, and fitness space, um, that people can be taking all in there. And I, that was interesting. Got some feedback there, right? Yeah, there's a little bit. Um, oh, tonal. Is that what he's calling it? Michael says tonal. I think that is what it, what it is. Yeah, tonal is one of them for sure. Um, and there's another one that has, uh, it goes, doesn't actually go on the wall. And when you open the doors in the back, it's got like, you know, 10s and 20s and or 25s for weight. There's a zillion of them. Again, it's going to be, are they all going to hit and kill it? Probably not. Very expensive. So a lot of them will go out. It's just the logic of it. And that's what, and look, bottom line is maybe to sort of like start to put a bow on this conversation. It's why I chose this category. Um, you know, I live in New York. I, I live and work in New York. And when I started out, I did a lot of apparel, um, even beauty. There's a lot of that in New York. And these are tough industries, um, very cutthroat, very hardcore, rough. In this better for you space, I've just found there's a lot of really good people trying to do good things. So it's like just good vibes I can be around. Um, a lot of, uh, the whole, the whole Gary V thing about don't tear everyone's else building down. So you have the biggest building, have the biggest building and have everyone else be big. You and I subscribe to that. Right. And so, um, I really like this space in that regard. And I think that the winners will start to come out over the next 18 months. Some are going to go out of business that were like in it to like make that quick buck and get out. They're going to flop. And the ones that are like true. Um, I spoke to a CPG brand earlier today as she just got like an order at like Kroger and Target and some stores like she's seeing buying behavior come back and it's so uh, who made it through and it could even be alive today. Not everyone um, who could fulfill a 300 store order tomorrow and be ready to rock. Not everybody right now. And so the ones that have like the right mindset and the right product and the right sort of all in picture are going to grab this wave right now to take advantage of all everyone trying to open up for business again. And I think this will be the time that'll separate those. That'll be the separation. And you'll start to really see some more winners uh, based on a good foundation. I think you're one of them. So that's why I always like check in with you. And I'm always down to do live like this. And 
uh, hopefully some people enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I always love to run it back with you anytime you want. I'm down. We'll make it. Uh, we'll make it uh, something that we continue with for sure. Uh, we'll hit up some Monday uh, moods as well. Probably not on this. We'll figure it out. All right. So we did it. We we, we made it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say peace to everybody. Hope all you uh, are having a great day, great week. It's Wednesday. Go make it happen. Check you guys out soon. All right.